Yo, I'm baked like Paul Walker. The D boys are balling. Eight and four. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode 145. All up in your motherfucking ass. Hit him with that theme music. Without a dope podcast to step to, step to. But we back, episode number 145. And what a, on a Saturday. I don't remember the last time I did a, a cast that I was casting on a motherfucking Saturday. Before fight night, a dope ass fight night. Days after a, a massive D-Boys win. Gives a fuck what you think. I gives a fuck what you think. You say, I know uh, you listeners of the cast are like, where you been after the last two L's that the D-Boys took? Look, I tried to get up on here actually the other day. Um, which which law, uh, On Thursday, I tried to get up on here at, at night. And I was uh, doing a cast trying to be all quiet and shit downstairs. And it just didn't fucking work. You could barely hear anything. Um, I was ranting about the, 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 the Raiders loss. The Chiefs lost. I think I left off. I left off here um, right before playing the Chiefs. I think. To fucking listen, listen, shit. Fuck it. Let's get into it. Let's fucking get into it. Then we got we got Jose Aldo versus uh, Rob Font tonight with a killer ass motherfucking card. Don't miss this shit. Um, we got we got. I gotta get, gotta get into the Pelicans. I gotta get into the Pelicans. We streaking all of a sudden. We winning a couple games here and there. Last time I left y'all, I think we were rocking one and thirteen. One and thirteen. These motherfuckers were one and thirteen. Now they're seven and eighteen. Got six dubs since the last time I seen you. Fuck. And we don't even got Zion yet. We got Bi back. So uh, I, I might be. I might be putting. I might be putting my shit back out there. My prediction that I withdrew. On the last cast, I might be putting it back out there. The original, uh, the original Debo uh, Pelicans in the conference finals might be in there. Might be in the mix again. I might be throwing that bitch back out there. But let's get into the fucking D boys. Moving right along, the motherfucking D boys. Listen, the offense, specifically the offensive line, and Dak Prescott. Uh, 
they've they been they've been um succulently drawing upon shooters lately. They've been sucking some dicks lately. It, it's been fucking ugly. Uh, Dak looks like a goddamn Hall of Famer for the first seven games. Best quarterback in the fucking league. Eating ass willy nilly, wearing the little fucking bibs with the little pocket. He's eating ass, y'all eating dinty more. This motherfucker going wild. Looking like the best QB I've ever seen in my life. And then he gets hurt. That last play of the, uh, uh, the Patriots game. Everything changed. That calf injury, that's the same injury that Zach Martin, best offense, offensive lineman since fucking Larry Allen, better than Tyron Smith. Uh, he had it last year. He missed most of the season last year. He had one of those, I, I don't know if he tore it or strained it or whatever the fuck. Same shit that AD had that he missed several weeks of basketball for late last year. Same shit Michael Gallup just returned from, and he missed like eight weeks. He missed a grip of games. He got hurt, I think, on the very first uh, first or second game of the season, and he didn't come back until, I think, Thanksgiving. So that's what Dak had. That's the exact same injury Dak had on the last play of the game against the Patriots, who he had 597 yards of offense against. Beat them in overtime. They haven't lost since. They're the best team in the AFC now. That dub looking fucking massive now, huh? Huh? You weren't saying shit then. But that calf went out. And then we had a bye. And then we played the Vikings. And we beat the motherfucking Vikings. With Cooper Rush. And I said, fuck it. I think we were like 6-1 and one actually at that point or something like that. I said, rest him again. Rest him another week. We didn't need him against the Broncos. We got our ass ate anyways against the Broncos with him. And that's where all the fuckery started was against the Broncos. Sorry ass. Teddy Grant's Bridgewater eating our motherfucking ass. That was, that was ridiculous. Offense scored like three fucking points. We were getting, nah, they scored like 18. I think they got... Uh, 16, Dak scored two touchdowns and two two-point conversions in garbage time when we were down literally 30 to nothing to the fucking Broncos. Toady Re- Teddy Roosevelt Bridgewater out there fucking giving us a handouts, government handouts, freebies, socialism, giving us, giving us the business. <laughs> Then we came back and we and we and we absolutely humiliated the Falcons. Absolutely humiliated them. It was like forty-four to nothing or some shit. I don't even remember. I think they got a touchdown or two. And then we and then we and then we played the the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you know, we just had no offense. That defense stepped up. I mean, we held the Chiefs to nineteen points, and it, and their offense looked terrible. Their offense against the Cowboys looked like our uh, our offense looked on Thursday against the Saints. Very, very similar. It looked like the exact same team. Like they were moving the ball, but they couldn't quite score. They'd have these drives where it was like, dude, they could go right down and score easily. And then they, in between those scoring drives, it would be like three, three, three and outs. You know what I mean? They, and then all of a sudden, they'll just bust out for a long-ass drive, score a touchdown, and it kind of looks... But for overall, the offense looked like dog shit. Mahomes wasn't shit. None of them were shit. It, it, it was kind of an ugly game on both sides, but that, I mean, three fucking field goals, nine points, they didn't even score a touchdown. That, it was terrible. It was three and out after three and out, just like it was on Thursday against the Saints. Shit was ugly. 
Uh, who do we on Thanksgiving the the Raiders game and again three and outs three and outs early we didn't get our offense going until the fourth quarter Dak threw for something like two hundred and ten yards in the fourth quarter where the fuck was that in the first quarter the second quarter a lot of drops that game that you know you know that was the referee game the worst referee game of all time and I think everybody acknowledges that they had some they had a ton of shitty calls but not like the game changing shitty calls that we had. Four pass interferences. Two of them were legit. That last one, I go back and forth on that, but you know, I, I can't blame that last one. He didn't look back, but he also didn't get a chance to look back because he was getting tie clinched. He was in the motherfucking tie plum. That motherfucker had him in a tie clinch. About to deliver fucking knees to a downed opponent. DQ that motherfucker. and You, you ain't calling offensive pass interference. But I can see it both ways. I see it both ways. He didn't try, you know, he had plenty of opportunity. My thing was he had plenty of opportunity to look to turn back before that. He should have intercepted the ball, if anything. He should have already been done been looking at the back. By the time he finally tried to when he was in the tie plum. That was the last play in overtime that, that got him. Basically, uh, Jerry Jones came out after the game, and he was 100% right. He came out and said it just got to the point where it was just uh, the Raiders' offense was just throwing the ball down the field and letting them call pass interference. And he was 100% right, and he said that's the kind of game it was, and they played that game better than us. We should have taken those shots down the field and then just got the P.I.s too. But fucking Derek Carr, man, again, this dude, every time he plays us, he's dog shit the whole season, except for when he plays the Cowboys. If he could play the Cowboys, he'd be a Hall of Famer. He'd have a couple chips and dip, motherfucker. That's okay. Came back a couple nights ago on Thursday. Ugly game, ugly. Other than a couple plays, really, a couple drives, you know, the Cowboys offense did absolutely nothing. Dak throwing fucking dimes. This dude was throwing fuck. I've never seen this dude is like on some schizophrenic fucking Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Mr. Hyde, uh, that movie Split. Uh, he's on some wild ass, crazy ass, multi personality shit. I mean, this dude is fucking wild. This dude would throw. There was a third down to CD Lamb that he that he threw a fucking absolute dime to on on a little in route up the middle that got in between like three defenders it was like the only place the ball could be and it was such a beautiful play kept the drive going on third down we went and ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive the fucking pass to Gallup with Gallup getting the toe just 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 brushing them brushing those feet brushing them nuts right up on that defender just Bob Ross brushing them nuts right across that motherfucker's forehead one of the the nicest Illest touchdowns you'll ever see, Michael Gallup. Look at the throw. Fucking shit was a dime. This dude does that all the time. And then he'll come back and he'll start throwing fucking ducks. Wounded fucking duck hunts. NES shit. Just fucking falling to the ground and shit. Getting the ball swatted. Holding on to the ball too long. Fucking sailing them. Fucking all over the goddamn place. Like, what the fuck happened to this dude? I think it's his calf. Coming back to that, the injury. I think his calf's fucked up. You know? When you fucking... When your shin bone pops out your your ankle or whatever the hell he had going on last year and you come back, you start compensating. You have all sorts of different injuries because you're, you're guarding that injury as it, as it heals. 
you don't trust it yet and you got you you built bad habits while you were trying trying to get that motherfucker healed so now all these other supporting muscles are weakened or taking more stress to overcompensate for something else and that calf is always first to go and the, and he's lucky it wasn't the achilles that's what usually leads to the Achilles. That's the KD injury. Remember, he strained his calf. And he tried to come back too soon in the finals. And he blew that shit out. Cost him like a year and a half. That's the same shit. I'm telling, like, Dak shouldn't even... He, honestly, Dak shouldn't be coming back until, like, this week. Because you had the two Thursday games. And now you have another mini bye week uh, before they play again. And now Dak should be coming back. Now, would we be 8-4? and four? No, we'd probably be six and six, maybe seven and five, somewhere around there. Who knows? I mean, who knows what Cooper Rush could have done against the Broncos? Couldn't have done done any worse than fucking Dak. I mean, that dude, he he was useless. So, uh, but hey, we got the job done. The defense, four turnovers. This dude, uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, what what the? This dude was running. Running us out the motherfucking building. This dude had 101 rushing yards. And I'm just like, why don't they just do that shit every down? Fuck throwing the ball. This dude's got a, a, a fucking splint on his finger. Shoving it up his ass in between fucking drives and shit. Busted it off in his ass. All of a sudden he's out there with a splint on his finger. And you're making him throw all these fucking passes. While every single time he runs it, he's busting off 25 yards. Busting our motherfucking face. Willy nilly. I said, just fucking let him run it every time. Like, literally every time. And we couldn't have stopped him. There's no way we could have stopped him. But they just kept making him throw the ball, and he kept throwing him right to us. Right to us. The first interception on the sidelines, because Z over there on the sidelines was filthy. Filthy Sanchez. Rotten. Rusty trombone shit. Fucking nasty motherfucker. Doing him like that. You didn't have to do him like that. You didn't have to do him like that, KZ. You didn't have to do it like that, but fuck it. I, I respect it. I respect it when you do it like that. I love it when you do it like that. Keep doing it like that. And then Diggs got in on it. He was digging them guts. He was digging. Diggs was digging them guts. Just saying, yink, yoink, taking that shit. And then the big man got the fucking... What the hell was Taysom Hill doing on that shit where he threw it right to our lineman? That was, that, that belt, they were still in the game right then. That was late in the fourth quarter. It was 20 to 10. They go down, it's 20 to uh, 17. Offense is completely bullshit at this point. They're not going anywhere. Once we scored 20, after we scored that second touchdown with uh, Pollard up the middle where that motherfucker number 43 looked like he was playing Madden or some shit. Like, he, he was stuck. Like, his man was frozen or some shit going up the field. See, at number 43, got his ass ate up the sidelines. The fuck was he doing? I, I was even yelling at him as Pollard was going in. I don't want him to tackle Pollard, but I'm like, you got to make a different angle. You got to go, you got to cut him off. You got to go forward. This dude was looking stupid out there. But if it wasn't for that, after, the, after that Pollard touchdown, we didn't have shit. We weren't going to score again. You knew it. The offense is not going to score again. And this motherfucker, Taysom Hill, came out there and tossed the old lineman the fucking ball. And he just fucking, fucking set tripped all the way, fucking, uh, uh, sea walked and cha 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 all the way to the motherfucking end zone, homies. 
It was fucking beautiful. And that bailed us out. That was 27 to, to 10 at that point. They came right back, if you remember, after that and, and went, got like a one-play 70-yard touchdown out of nowhere and made it 27 to 17. But that 27 to 10 score, that, that was it. That was the game. That was the fucking game. Because if we hadn't have got that and then they scored that, it would, it would have been ugly. The Cowboys had lost that game. They didn't have Alvin Kamara, Kamara, Kamara Usman. <laughs> they didn't have Alvin Kamara. They didn't have they didn't have half their fucking team. Um, and, and and we got D Law back, but you know they had Taysom Hill coming in there. And Taysom Hill, you know, if he doesn't bust his finger up his ass, who knows? I mean, he could make some plays. He could make some throws. I know that everybody's saying he's not a quarterback and shit. He busted his motherfucking finger. His shit was tore up. The same shit that uh, Russell Wilson had that missed several weeks. And he was out there playing basically. That happened in the first quarter. She was playing the whole game like that. We got lucky. Listen, I ain't going to apologize. I ain't giving it back. I ain't giving the dub back. You ain't getting this back. Return for store credit. This, this isn't what's going to happen. I gives a fuck. I'm taking that motherfucking dub. I'm spending that motherfucking dub. Gives a fuck. Eight and four. I'll take that shit. We rolling, we rolling, we not rolling, but we rolling. I mean, the defense is 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 is, you know, one week that you know Derek Carr is fucking eating them out, digging out guts, and then, and and the, the week before that, they're they're pretty much uh, one of the best defenses in the league against the Chiefs, and then they come out and you know uh, against the Saints, you know, be albeit you know not not a great Saints team, but they they made plays, they made plays when they had to, and that's what that's the good thing about this defense. They're gonna give up yards. They're going to give up long drives. They're going to give up points. But they make plays more often than not. They, you know, we're good for a couple turnovers right now. I mean, we got so many. I can't believe we have like 16 interceptions or some shit. I mean, Diggs has nine by himself, but it's crazy. how We, we went years without getting interceptions. You homies don't understand. We went like all of last year without getting interception. Turnovers for like the last couple years are like nothing. So this team getting turnovers like they are right now is like some new shit. It's that 2022 variant. This is that variant shit right now. Getting turnovers. But hey, are we gonna ride this out? We're gonna ride this out. We got the we got the skins for oh, the football team formerly known as the Redskins coming up. Two out of the last three games are against the Redskins. I'll tell you this. I'm 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 afraid of the Redskins. That that dude uh, Heineken, that motherfucker, Heineken Light, that motherfucker out there, he can deal. He can play. That dude can play. Uh, defense is solid sometimes. On paper, it's solid. Has games where it looks like it could be one of the best defenses out there. So, and they always play us tough. They always play us tough. It don't matter. Redskins, Giants, Eagles—they're always going to be close games. So it, it, it could very well, Cowboys could very well lose both games to these goddamn Redskins, or football, whatever the fuck their name is. We could lose both of them. We could win both of them. That could, we could fuck around and win both of them too. Eagles, I know the Eagles look like dog shit against the uh, Giants last week, but, you know, they're capable of beating us too, even though we ate their ass out the first game. But, you know. But you can't, you can't look around this bitch and tell me that there's a dominant football team anywhere. I mean, I think the best team in the NFC is probably the Packers and maybe like the Cardinals. 
they just played, but they didn't. You know, the Cardinals didn't have a, a little Kyler Murphy, <clears throat> aka little Mega Man. That dude's got a little Mega Man cannon for an arm. That little motherfucker's bad, and we got we we play him. So we got the Skins twice, and then we got um, and then we got the Cardinals. So it, it, it's not looking good, you know. If we can't get a couple wins here or there, uh, we might we might limp into this shit. But right now, what do I think the Cowboys? You know, so the we got the Packers, probably the Cardinals, <clears throat> and then probably the Bucks are in that mix. Um, we could. I, I like. I would rather play the Bucks. Rams. Rams always got our number. I ain't gonna fuck. Hopefully, uh, uh, Batista doesn't listen to this bullshit. Uh, but um, the Rams always got our number. So I mean, uh, uh, of those four teams right now, we'd be playing the Rams in the first round. I wouldn't like that. I'd rather play the Bucks. Honestly, we matched up well against them. We moved the fucking ball with a minute and twenty four seconds left. We had the lead. We just left that motherfucker over there with a little too much time. That was the difference in that game. So we would have had a couple solid wins. The Charger wins a big win. Patriots win is a big win. We just have some fucking ugly losses, but everybody has some ugly losses. But I would put the Cowboys uh, right, you know, right but right behind there. And I and a first round exit. Hey, hey, you got it out of me, huh? If I was if I'm being honest, I don't I don't come on. I don't pussyfoot on this this here motherfucking podcast. Y'all know that. Since day fucking one. Where I'm seeing it is if right now the Cowboys at the playoffs were to start this week. Uh, we, we basically have one ass cheek out the door already. We just waiting to, you know, get shoved the rest of the way to fuck out. But, hey, just get in the dance. Let's see what happens. We get Randy Gregory back. Gallimore, Nelvin Cal- uh, Gal- Gallimore is coming back. He's a dude. He's tough too. He's a, he, so pass rushers galore. Randy Gregory, D Law, Micah fucking Parsons. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all last year. Patrick Sertan. Everybody was Patrick Sertan. I was telling my primo. I was telling all these other motherfuckers. I said I don't give a fuck if Patrick Sertan is there. Take Micah Parsons. When we ended up when we when we dropped back, I think we went back behind the Giants. I was like, what the fuck? Somebody's got the Giants are gonna take Micah Parsons fuck are we doing they're crazy they didn't fucking take them they moved back maybe they got you know i can't remember how what they traded maybe they knew the giants weren't going to take them or had their word that he wouldn't i don't know who knows uh but we end up with michael parsons and i was telling and, and and a lot of people were like man we really wanted patrick sertan who's a dope motherfucker but you can do a lot more with your defense with a, a fucking linebacker. This linebacker slash, uh, you know, defensive lineman that we use him. You br- you bring him on the line like that, now you got D-Law. He was, he was fucking causing, he was a one-man wrecking crew when both D-Law and Randy Gregory were out. We got D-Law back just, just for this last game. But it's been all, the whole pass rush has been this fucking rookie. Micah Parsons, this motherfucker got like 10 sacks on the year. He's the rookie of the year. He's the defensive rookie of the year. He's the defensive player of the fucking year right now. No bullshitting you. This dude is a fucking monster. And I, I tell my primo every day, I told you I would have taken Micah Parsons over Patrick Sertans. I told you. This is that This is that Ray Lewis 2.0 shit. He's faster than Ray Lewis. They putting this dude, he's lining up with a, putting a hand in the dirt and getting to the quarterback there. He's, he's not good in coverage. That's that's his Achilles heel. That's his 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 kryptonite. Is when they use him to drop back in the coverage. He can't do that. That's not him. He needs to rush the fucking passer. 
clog up the holes, get on that fucking smashing out the run game. Now we're getting Gregory back on one side. We got fucking D-Law back on the other side. We can do whatever we want with this young man now. So that, that defense is getting healthy at the right time. We got uh, Amari Cooper didn't play much. He made like one catch, but he was back. So we'll, we'll see. You know, got 10 more days. So we're going to have the whole crew. So that was a big thing, too. We didn't have Gallup, and we didn't have um, Amari Cooper. And you saw what Gallup's capable of doing. Oh, he didn't come up big against uh, the Raiders. He was nowhere to be found in that game. But, you know, still, having, having him. Oh, oh, C.D. No, C.D. Lamb. We had Gallup, but we didn't have C.D. Lamb. We didn't have C.D. Lamb last game. So we got C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper back. You see C.D. Lamb. You see the fucking difference that dude makes on the field. Uh, even with Dak throwing fucking ducks in the ground and shit. So, Dak gets his fucking calf ready, gets, gets, gets it fixed. We're we going to be all right. We got a couple weeks to go. It's, it, you know, these seasons go by quick, but fuck it. Let's, get the, let's keep it moving. I told you about my Pelicans. Uh, uh, don't look now. Don't fuck around. We're only five games behind the Bakers. The Los Angeles Bakers struggling as Bakers. Unfortunately, we don't get our crack at them until late February. February 27th already looked ahead. We're about to get Zion back. We've been doing this without Zion. Uh, Valachunas is a motherfucker, a, a, a fucking savage. This dude is fucking the best big man in the game all of a sudden. This dude over here hitting seven threes in a, in a row. This dude, Valachunas, single-handedly was winning games, won a couple games for us. So we got B.I. back a couple, uh, a couple games ago. So B.I. balled out last night against the, we beat the Clippers and then we got our ass ate uh, by the Mavericks. And we played the Mavericks back-to-back. And we revenged that fucking loss the night before. And we beat the Mavericks last night. So we like 17, 7 and 18 now. You're like, God damn. I know, I know, I know. You, you, you're like, this motherfucker's seriously on here talking about a 7 and 18 team? Yes, motherfucker. I'm talking about a 7 and 18 motherfucking team. I think that's their record. Let me see. 7 and 18. I ain't bullshitting. And we playing the Rockets tonight. We playing the Rockets tonight. Six and sixteen Rockets. We listen. We got to get this dub. We don't win many games in a row, so we can get the you know ten games below five hundred. That's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. Cause listen, let's let's check the standings here. We ain't that far out, homies. You get the member. There's ten teams. Only four teams don't make the playoffs now. Just crazy. This is crazy. They just need to go back to their little eight seed and, and, and shut the fuck up with this shit. But. Hey, it is what it is. I ain't going to complain. We might as well try to take advantage while we can. Let me check out these standings here. Let's check this out. Let's do the league standings here. Oh, no, no, no. Let's do conference standings. Yeah, let's do this shit. Okay. So we got... So the 10th seed right now would be Denver at 10 and 11. Lakers are 12 and 12. So we're, we're literally three games. Three, three dubs away from the 10th seed. Get off me. Get off the nuts. We in this bitch. You over here. I was over here burying the fucking, uh, 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 giving eulogies and shit to the Pelicans a couple. Nah, 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 nah. I take all that back. I take all that back. Don't, we might, don't let us in this motherfucking tournament at the end of the year. Don't let them, wait until Zion comes back and we start rattling off some dubs with Valachunas in the lineup now. Don't fuck around and let us in there because you ain't going to want to see us, motherfucker. The Pelicans are back, motherfucker. The Ducks are over here balling. Lost last night, but they, 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 you know, they're a lot better than they've looked. Hey, it's looking up. Angels got uh, Syndergaard, Syndergaardner, Syndergaard, Syndergaardner Bell. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Listen, 
I think he played for the Mets, which that's not a good sign. But he was one of the best pitchers in the game. He's coming off of Tommy John surgery. He's coming in. Uh, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Gardner. I don't know. Fucking guard. I, I, listen. You know who I'm talking about. Listen. Uh, but let's get into some fight night. It, it, we, we're about in a couple's out, couple hours away. Let's, let's pull, up, pull up this fight card. This fight card is, is nasty. Um, last time, so what, listen, I didn't do Vieira. The last card was uh, Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. Garbage-ass main event. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, I fucks, and I fucks with uh, female MMA. Y'all know, I, I fucks with, I love female MMA. So it ain't, I ain't saying it sucks because, you know, it was two females fighting. Hell no. You can make a lot of dope main events with, with female fighters. A lot of them. These weren't it, though. That wasn't it. That, that shit, that shit was bad. That was, that was tough to watch. The only main event I've ever turned off that I ever, like, literally after the co-main event, I literally turned it off was again, was Cynthia Calvillo versus Jessica I, like, to the summer of 2020. I literally didn't watch, I, I said, I don't even fucking care about this shit. To this day, I think that might still be the worst main event of all time. This was right there near it. Uh, bullshit-ass fucking main event. Caitlin Vieira, I guess, won it. Um, who gives a fuck? Basically. So now we get on to the last three uh, cards of, of the year. And this one's a fucking banger, homies. Uh, Jose Aldo. Fucking Jose Aldo versus Rob Font. I mean, dude. Uh, if you haven't seen Rob Font fight, he, he had a main event a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago against uh, Cody Garbrandt. Um... You know, dominated Cody Garbrandt. Uh, you know, got off to a slow start. He's kind of a slow starter, which is going to cause him cause him some problems against Aldo because Aldo's a fast starter. Um, comes out throwing heavy, fast. Um, but Rob Font uh, fought Cody Garbrandt. Gar uh, Garbrandt came out and tried to wrestle a lot in in that fight, and I think that caught uh, Rob Font off guard because he's expecting you know him to come out, Cody Garbrandt to come out and brawl, and Cody came out and threw the changeup. And he had to kind of adjust his game. He was able to get back to his feet, you know, get out there, start using the jab. The jab. Rob Font is a, is a fucking... He's got the boxer jab, man. Doubles, triples, uses it, puts it, you know, the triple jab in front of the right hand. Goes to the body. Uh, fights long. Um, not really a brawler, you know. So this is going to be a battle of range because, you know, um, Rob Font needs... Needs distance. He wants to manage that distance. He, he wants to stay on the outside where a guy like Jose Aldo wants to get inside and deliver those fucking liver shots, those nasty body shots, those short hooks inside, and the leg kicks. Hopefully he's throwing the leg kicks. I don't know what's going on with his leg kicks. Um, even when he does use them, it's only for like the first round. And then he gets away from them. And then, of course, you know, it's hot. You know, as, as Joe Rogan has pointed out a million times, there was like several fights where he didn't use them at all. Like years that he didn't use them at all. I think his I think his shins are probably just shot. I think that's what it is. If you've ever you know, you know kickboxers know or people who have trained a lot. Um, I had it for a little period of time when I was training a lot back in the day, just from you know, you know even light sparring, even with the shin pads on and shit like that. You get these soft spots on your shin, on your legs, all over your shin, and, and they hurt. It's almost like. It's kind of like when you get shin splints in a way, but they're like d these deep bruises. It's hard to, hard to explain, but I can imagine a guy who's had so many fights going shin to shin with so many people, shin to knee, uh, 
fuck, his shins are probably destroyed. It could be his hips, his knees, uh, the kind of torque that's involved, you know, throwing throwing the kicks the way he uh, that Jose Aldo does. Um, but I think his shins are probably just fucking shot, and he just doesn't want doesn't like throwing them too much. Um, but he he fought uh, Jose Mun- uh, Pedro Munoz in his last fight and, and, and dominated because you want to see a master class of defending calf kicks. There's few better calf kickers than Pedro Munoz. He's literally one of the best calf kickers in the game. G- Justin Gaethje level at the, at the maybe not the power, but the, the way he lands them, how often he lands them. It, this dude's really good with the calf kicks, and that's what makes opens up his hands. He's fighting Dom Cruz uh, next week, I think. Uh, Pedro Munoz, speaking of that motherfucker, uh, Pedro Munoz versus fucking Dominic Cruz, banger. Um, but that's how Pedro Munoz wins. He starts, He destroys that leg. And then he starts working his hands, and he couldn't get that going because he couldn't land the leg kick. He couldn't land the calf kick. I don't think he landed a single one. Go back and watch that Jose Aldo, uh, Pedro Munoz fight. You'll see a master class of defending the calf kick. He didn't land a single one. This Jose Aldo either checked or, or did, which I've, I've described many times. Like when you're in your stance, that lead leg, it's, like a, it's just moving your foot back like you're wiping it off on a, on a mat. Like you're doing a, a butt kicker, a one-leg butt kicker. Watch Jose Aldo do that. He put that into motion. Uh, and what that also does is when he goes low with the calf kick, it's just going to go right underneath your, your knee. It's not going to touch you at all. If it comes slightly higher, he's going to land on your knee. And it's going to hurt. So And it's going to discourage him from throwing it again. But that was a master class that Jose Aldo put on on defending the leg kick. And that's the thing. A lot of leg kickers like Justin Gaethje can't defend leg kicks. Justin Gaethje got his legs tore the fuck up against uh, Michael Chandler. Chandler was destroying his legs too. And, and, and uh, Gaethje afterwards even said so. He's like, that didn't feel fucking good. He's never had anybody do that to him. So um, Aldo still has the hand speed. He, he's got the slick boxing, uh, like professional boxer boxing. Goes to the body, the liver shot, the two three, uh, the two liver shot, the cross to the liver shot is fucking nasty. The one two to the liver shot is fucking nasty. It's all day long. Um, and, and if I, against Pedro Munoz, he really, um, he's had some late fight, um, you know, problems with his cardio. Like you've seen him against Max, he, he, he faded late. Uh, Peter Jan, he faded late. Uh, in, in, against Pedro Munoz, he, he kind of slow played the first two rounds. In that third round, he came out just throwing fucking combination after combination. No dead air between the pushing a heavy pace. Kind of slowed down at the end, but was still fucking came out and really uh, emphasized finishing strong against Pedro Munoz. He's going to need that. I think it's I think the first three rounds, that's, that's Jose Aldo's finishing rounds. He could finish this fight for sure. I think he's gonna have to do it early. If it's gonna if, if it's gonna go late, I think those late rounds are gonna are they're gonna favor Rob Font and possibly a late finish for Rob Font. I'm gonna go TKO round five, Rob Font. I don't know. I, listen, I've I've I don't I, Aldo's got plenty left. I mean, this dude doesn't look like he's really skipped a beat at all. Um, the one that that got away will always be that Conor McGregor fight. Had he not got had he not walked right into that left hand trap, we would have been in for an all time war. We would have seen Conor McGregor couldn't defend a leg kick five years before uh, uh, Dustin Poirier showed us, and it, it would have been bad news. That was prime leg kick, uh, uh, Jose Aldo. That was that will always be the most impressive Conor McGregor win. 
because Jose Aldo's a bad motherfucker, and he's still a bad motherfucker. You go back and look at his losses. The only loss that wasn't to a champion was to Marlon Moraes, and he won that fucking fight. He got robbed in that fight. Other than that, he lost to Max twice, and he lost to Peter Yan. And you've seen Peter Yan. This mother, this dude is a motherfucker. So this, the winner of this fight may not get a title shot because you still have TJ Dillashaw, Sanhagen's in the mix still. Um, of course, he's got, you know, Sterling's got to give up that Cracker Jack fucking uh, uh, belt that he has at the beginning of the year. He's going to fight Jan. So uh, the winner of this is probably going to fight the winner of, you know, TJ. Maybe they fight TJ. Maybe they, they, they have a title eliminator. This is going to guarantee a title eliminator fight. For one of these two guys, Rob Font wins that. Uh, you can make a case that maybe he should fight Peter Yan if, if you know if things line up because he hasn't fought him yet. It would be hard if Aldo won this to give him a title shot in any way, so he'll probably definitely have to win another fight. But uh, this is a banger. This is a toss up. I think uh, uh, Vegas has them both in negative money. I think the slight the slight favorite is uh, Rob Font at minus one fifteen, and I think uh, Jose Aldo's like minus one hundred five or some shit like that. Um, so it's a, it's a toss up. It's a pick 'em, uh, and I'm I'll, I'll take give me give me Rob Font. Give me Rob Font. Um, what else we got? Brad Riddell versus Rafael Fazeev. Banger extraordinaire right here. Uh, Rafael Fazeev is one of the baddest fucking strikers. Even though he got his ass whooped in the last round of his last fight against Bobby King Green. Bobby King Green, King Green won that fucking fight. I said it then, and I said it again, and I picked Bobby Green to win that fight. No, I didn't. I picked Rafael Fazeev. I bet on that's what it, I bet on Bobby uh, on Bobby Green that night. I think I dropped like ten bucks on Bobby Green. Uh, Rafael Fazeev, uh, he's a bad motherfucker. This dude's like a little crow cop. He's the head Muay Thai trainer at Top Team Phuket, Thailand. That's how bad this motherfucker is. This dude's got he's a little mini uh, crow cop with the, with the leg kicks. Or, I mean with the, with the kicks. Period. And and he's got like little Mike Tyson hands. I mean this dude is is a bad motherfucker. Uh, he's just kind of faded late against Bobby Green, and Bobby Green is fucking good. It's hard to fight Bobby Green because Bobby Green moves like nobody else. He's like an in-between of, of you know, uh, like a Dominic Cruz, but he's got his own. He, 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 he's got his own flair. It's like Dominic Cruz movement, but he's got his own flair. He throws from the waist. He never covers up. I mean, he, he's always hitting angles. He's got fast, long hands. He, he caused Rafael Fazeev a lot of problems. I don't see Brad Riddell causing Rafael Fazeev any problems on the feet. Brad Riddell's a solid wrestler, too. His path to victory is going to be taking Rafael Fazeev down and testing that ground game. We haven't really seen the ground game of Rafael Fazeev um, since he's entered the UFC. He's 4-1. He lost his first fight. He got knocked the fuck out in his debut, which is crazy. You don't want to meet somebody who beat this motherfucker, especially knock this motherfucker out. You'd be like, what? Um, but he's won four in a row. Um, looked good. Even if I thought he lost to uh, uh, Bobby, Bobby Green, uh, he still looked really good. Those first two rounds were like, whoa. Uh, I just gave the first round. I thought the first round was Bobby Green. I thought he landed the better shots. He was he was slipping a lot of things. Uh, Rafael was busy, but he was missing a lot. You gotta you gotta see you gotta pay attention to the defense of Bobby Green because he's he's rolling shots off of his shoulder. Uh, he's rolling with the shots. They're not landing clean. Um, and Bobby was landing in that first round. The second round was physique for sure. Third round was a 10-8. Almost a ten eight. You could have. Uh, it wasn't a ten eight, but it was closer to a ten eight. And one one of the judges gave the uh, uh, Fazeev the fucking third round, which is impossible. Lest I digress. Brad Riddell, he's solid. He's 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 from uh, that New Zealand camp with the uh, Adesanya and Volkanovski and those guys. 
Um, he's real solid. He's a slight favorite right here, probably because of his wrestling and his ability. If he can get Fazeev up against the cage, he can control, you know, <clears throat> salt away the clock against the cage, salt away, salt away the clock on, uh, you know, top control. He's not really a finisher when he gets on the uh, on top. He's just gonna, he's just gonna ride it out. That's gonna be. He's got a piston right hand. He's got that wrestler striking. You know, the the prototypical. Um, Wrestler striker like like Matt Hughes like all all, all these fucking guys, uh, these big wrestlers you know the Michael Chandler's of the world big right hand piston right hand um, to cover distance. I'm gonna go Rafael Fiziev. I'm gonna take the little underdog right here. I'm gonna go. I, I don't think he gets the finish, but I, I I think he might be tough to get on the ground. Listen, Thai people are hard to get on the. They got they got solid clinch work. They're very good in the clinch, even wrestling clinch. It don't matter. Uh, on the ground, on his back, will he be able to get to his feet? That's going to be the uh, the question. If it, this stays standing, Rafael Fazeev should should pick him apart. Should slowly pick him apart. Not that Brad Riddell's whack on the feet. He he's got skills too. He can hang, but Rafael Fazeev, give me him decision. Jimmy Croop versus Jamahal Jam- Hill. <clears throat> Both these motherfuckers are were were thrown to the island of misfit toys after the last fucking fight. Uh, broken limbs and shit. Jimmy Croop got hit with a low calf kick and his shit went fucking noodle went fucking lit limp dick jones needed to give that little that fucking leg some viagra in between rounds i mean even in between rounds after he got his leg kicked against anthony smith his leg went fucking noodle went all fucking impotent on him and, and he couldn't do anything and he still scored a takedown with like a minute left and was able to ride it out on top of anthony smith and was landing some bombs on him Goes back. He can barely make it back to the ring. His foot's still dead. Uh, and after the round, he still couldn't answer the bell because he still couldn't stand up straight. So his leg was all fucked up. John Mahal Hill, he uh, fought Paul Craig. He was the guy who got caught in the armbar triangle. And his shit broke. And was literally had two elbows. His motherfucker was like hitting himself. The only significant strikes he was landing was on himself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. That motherfucker was hitting himself. And he was playing rock, paper, scissors out there. Homie shit was all fucked up. Homie out here, uh, Amazon Prime, a fucking bidet to his pad the next day. Remember that shit? You got his arm broken. It just looked like he was hailing a cab or some shit like that. He was just fucking smacking him in the face. He could. It looked like he was tapping. It looked like he was tapping, but his arm was literally just flapping around because it was broken and like the forearm area. It was. It, it, it was fucking nasty. Um, he had like, like two elbows. That's how bad that shit was. But anyways, they're both fucking back. And um, listen, Jamal Hill, he's 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 a sleeper on the feet. He's a sleeper. Um, not very good defensively, but this dude throws hands, man. This dude, he he goes to the body with combinations. His left hand is nasty. He'll knock you the fuck out with left hand. He knocked all. He ate OSP's ass. Two fights ago, before the Paul Craig fight, um, you're like, OSP, yeah, I know. But still, OSP, he, he's capable of winning fights. He's a big dude. Jamaha Hill just came out and took it to him. <clears throat> and uh, who else? He, 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 uh, I think he was on the, um, the Contender Series. I think he came up that way. He may, he may have come up that way. He, he's a young up-and-comer. He's got a long ways to go. His ground game is questionable, especially after what Paul Craig did to him. Jimmy Crew actually submitted Paul Craig. A few fights ago. So that's bad news for Jam- Jamaha Hill. Uh, that's how his name is actually. So it's not Jamal. It's Jamaha. Jamal. J-A-M-A-H-A-L. 
That's why I'm saying it like that. So you guys don't think I'm fucking stupid. Jamaha Hill. Um, Jimmy Crute. Um, he's a bad dude. His wrestling and his ground, his top game is, is fucking nasty. He got Anthony Smith down, like I said, with a busted ass fucking leg, uh, with a narcoleptic leg. And, and was doing business, giving him the business from the top. And Anthony Smith, that's his shit, his ground game, being a good jiu-jitsu guy. Um, he, I think he has Sirkinov. Uh, 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 he lost to Sirkinov, Misha Sirkinov. But go watch that fight. That was a great one-round like grappling match. I mean, they were going back and forth. Uh, Jimmy just got, I think he got caught in a Peruvian necktie in that fight, actually. Um, but his hands are, you know, his, his stand-up is solid. He can knock you the fuck out, um, but he's not as, as smooth. He can't put the punches together and the strikes together like Jamal Hill, Jamal Hill can. I mean, that dude's, like, silky with the hands, uh, good with the distance. Jimmy Crew, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to fight at the length that Hill is. So um, I think the stand-up's going to go to Hill. Um, uh, what did they got him at? They got a, a Jamal Hill at plus 150, so he's come down a little bit. He was, I think he was, like, plus 190. When I checked at the beginning of the week. Um, so Jimmy Crute's a minus 170 favorite. Listen, I am I might drop a, a you know a, a five bucks or something on Jamaho Hill on this one. I think he could definitely win the fight. He can knock Jimmy Crute out. If Jimmy Crute can't get the f- uh, finish early, I think it's going to be all Jamaho Hill late. But I'm going to take Jimmy Crute. Give me, a, give me arm triangle round two. Uh, Clay Guida. He's back. The uh, Geico fucking caveman is back. Against Leonardo Santos, another uh, OG has been around for a while, but he doesn't fight very often. He's been in, he's been fucking he's been there for a long time. I think he won the Ultimate Fighter of like uh, was it Ultimate Fighter Brazil, one of the original Ultimate Fighter Brazils. He's a solid grappler. He's got he's got kind of weird striking, but it's it looks terrible, but it's oddly oddly good. I think he's got the edge on Clay Guida and everything except for cardio, and that could be the fucking the biggest thing. Uh, I think Leonardo Santos is going to dominate the early fight. Clay Guida is going to dominate the late fight. Clay Guida is a plus 145 um, dog. We got minus 165 Leonardo Santos. Listen, uh, Clay Guida can beat anybody. I mean, he he can make it ugly. That's what he's got to do. He's got to stay in Leonardo Santos's face. He's got to stay up on his feet. He's got to get, uh, you know, scramble back to the feet and try to keep it awkward there until the late rounds. Maybe he takes Leonardo Santos down. And starts dominating there. So I definitely think Clay Guida can win the fight. I think Leonardo Santos is going to win the first two rounds, and then he's going to have to or, or have uh, win the early half of the fight, and he's got to hang on late like a D boys, like the D boys every fucking week. Uh, he's going to have to hang on like a stubborn duty. Um, well, I'll give Leonardo Santos via decision. Brendan Allen versus Chris Curtis. Um, Listen, Chris Curtis, he's the one guy who cost me on UFC 268 the perfect 14-0 and 0, uh, picks. I was 13-1 and 1 on that card. The fight I lost, Chris fucking Curtis against uh, uh, that big dude, uh, Phil Haas. That was the only fight I lost. And Phil Haas was giving this dude the fucking business in that first round and then just got caught and knocked out willy-nilly. Uh, but Chris Curtis, you know, he's got a, a puncher's chance. He's stepping in on short notice a, a, again on this fight. I think he did... I think he had like a week or two. I think he had a couple weeks, two or three weeks to fight uh, Phil Haas. He tried to come in as a late replacement on a card earlier, but anyways, who gives a fuck? Brendan Allen, a uh, beast dude. Uh, this dude's grappling is, uh, you know, as as good as it gets in the middleweight division. His hands are good. His kickboxing is good. Um, 
not knockout power, but he can pick you apart. I mean, he he fought uh, Punalihi Soriano uh, in his last fight, and Soriano's a fucking dangerous fucking striker. That th- dude throws fucking bombs. And Brendan Allen neutralized him. I mean, that fight was on the feet the whole the whole fifteen minutes. Um, and and Brendan Allen pretty much you know picked him apart, picked Punalihi uh, Punalihi uh, Soriano apart. But before that, he fought uh, uh, Strickland. Whew, Strickland box, boxed his motherfucking face off. So you want you you want to be careful. Box his face off. Brendan Allen didn't use his fight, uh, didn't use his wrestling at all in that fight. So he Brendan Allen has a clear path to victory right here. Will he choose to use it? That's the thing. He, he didn't try to use it against Soriano. Soriano's got good takedown defense though. I'm gonna go. Um, oh, they changed it. Who was gonna be in the main? Shit. Um, I'm gonna go. Brent. Uh, easily gonna go. Brendan Allen. I'm gonna go rear naked choke round two. Alex Morano versus Mickey Gall. Listen, Mickey Gall can win this fight. I know. Uh, definitely can win this fight. He's gonna be at a solid disadvantage on the feet. Alex Morono's a awkward little striker. He fought. Um, he beat uh, Cowboy Cerrone not too long ago, just a couple fights ago. Uh, he fought Anthony Pettis, was pretty competitive. That was Anthony Pettis's last fight in the UFC was against Alex Morono. Uh, Pettis won that fight, but it was a competitive fight. Alex Morono was definitely in that. It was kind of a lackluster little bout. Um, he's he's nothing crazy, nothing special, but he's a solid kickboxer. He's awkward. He gives you kind of a weird look. He's just he's just tough. He's like a middle tier fighter that you know will give other middle tier fighters good fights and occasionally you know a slightly higher than middle tier fighter he can give him a a, a tough look mickey gall listen his grappling is solid if he can get uh, alex morono on the ground especially if he can get get his back it's over it's gonna it's gonna be bad for him but i don't think that's gonna happen i think alex morono is probably gonna box mickey gall's ears off but mickey gall's pretty tough give me alex morono give me decision um Maki Patolo versus Dusko Todorovic. Uh, give me the underdog. Give me uh, Maki Patolo. Give me, give me decision. Manel Kopp versus Zalgas Zumagulov. Uh, Manel Kopp, you know, came from Ryzen, was the champion there. Um, got off to a rough start in the UFC. Got a win. Finally got a win. Uh, only fought elite competition. He's, he's got all the fucking... He hasn't looked great in the UFC. But if you go back and watch his old Ryzen fights, this dude's got all the fucking... Uh, he's fast, he's quick, level changes. I mean, he just ha- he used to wear shoes in Ryzen. He used to wear these little wrestling shoes. And he hasn't really busted out, though. You can't, you know, obviously wear wrestling shoes. But metaphor- uh, uh, proverbially, he hasn't busted out the wrestling shoes in the UFC. He hasn't really used that wrestling. Um, Zagos uh, Zumagulov, you can hear by the name that he's going to have good re- uh, wrestling, L-O-V. Um, not very good striking, all wrestling. Um, Monel Cop's got good wrestling too, though. I think his defense is going to be solid. He's a massive favorite at minus 290, plus 230 is uh, Zuma Gulov. Um, that's because the striking is going to be a, a massive disadvantage for Zalgas. But if he can get this ugly and drag Monel Cop to the ground, uh, Monel Cop's, uh, Cop's uh, a fucking athletic, though. Way more athletic than this guy. Uh, give me Monel Cop. Zalgas is tough. Give me, I'll go decision. Brian Barbarena versus Darian Weeks. Uh, Darian Weeks stepping in on literally a week notice. Uh, Darian Weeks stepping in on a week notice. Uh, plus 110 dog. Give me him. Give me to beat Bar- Brian Barbarena. This was actually supposed to be... Uh, uh, Matt, Matt Brown was supposed to fight Brian Barbarena. But had to drop the fight. I think he got COVID or some shit like that. Uh, give, me, give me Darian Weeks. Give me TKO round two. Cheyenne, Bot- I don't know what this lady's last name is. I think she got married and they haven't changed it. Blissmas, but her name's Cheyenne Bays. Bays, they pronounce it Cheyenne Bays. She's bad. 
as a fighter and as a Betty, top-notch Betty versus Mallory Martin. She's going to beat Mallory Martin's ass. Uh, TKO round two, Cheyenne Bays. Alonzo Menafield versus William Knight. These, these are two beast motherfuckers. These dudes are going to fucking bang on each other. Hopefully it's not a clinch, fence, uh, clinch fest because they both like to uh, wrestle and a uh, big part of their games, you know, using defense. But if they stand and trade, they both got a grip of TKO KOs on their, vic- on, on their uh, record. Uh, if they stand and bang, this is going to be a short night for uh, e- either one. This is a pick em. Uh They got minus 155 for Alonzo Menafield uh, as the favorite. William Knight's a plus 135 uh, underdog. That's a good money dog pick, uh, underdog pick right there. If you're looking for somebody to drop some money on, William Knight could get it done. Uh, it, it, you know, he, he struggled in fights where he can't get the fight to the ground, except for his last fight. He got a quick uh, KO. Um... I'm going to go Alonzo Menafield. I think he's just like, he, he might have just more polished overall game. Um, and if I had to go wrestling for wrestling, I think Menafield will probably have the better wrestling. But, um, you know, toss-up, complete toss-up. But I'll go Menafield. I'll go TKO round two. Claudio Puez versus Chris Gritzmacher. Gritzmacher. This dude, Gritzmacher, is a fucking motherfucking moon howler. This dude howls at the moon. He throws nothing but bombs. Uh, no defense at all. Uh, Claudio Puelas is a, a, a grappler. I think he'll be able to neutralize Gritzmacher. Maybe get a, 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 a maybe get a submission. Likely gonna be. Give me Puelas. Give me rear naked choke round two. Luis Luis Smoka versus Vince Morales this is a toss up right here. Vince Morales, you know this dude's got good boxing when he lets his hands go. But if you watch all his fights, he kind of uh, um. Uh, he, he irritates you because you see when he lets his hands go, he's got good boxing, but he spends too much time uh, in between exchanges doing nothing, and, and he kind of he's in a lot of tough uh, close fights. I think he was on the old, one of the ultimate ultimate fighter shows. Did he win it or he was in the finals or something? I can't remember. But uh, Luis Smoke has been around. He's an OG OG. Uh, kind of don't know what you're gonna get from him. His striking is kind of falling off. La- uh, you know, later in his career, he's been around for a long fucking time. Uh, I want to even say maybe even the WEC days, but maybe maybe it was just a. Uh, um, maybe not. Uh, but Luis Smoke, you know, his his hands have gotten slower. His striking isn't great, but he's a great grappler. Once he gets that fight to the ground, he's he's nasty on the ground. I'll take Louis Smoker. Give me, um, give me rear naked choke round two. If if he can't get an early finish, then it's gonna be all Vince Morales though. Uh, Vince Morales, another good underdog pick at one twenty at plus one twenty five. You looking for another dog? That those are two good uh, dogs right there. William Knight and Vince Morales. So there you have it. All motherfucking wax. The whole fucking card. Uh, next week is next week's a big one. So I'm gonna try to get up on here for sure, for sure. I got uh, Poirier versus um, Oliveira. Oliveira versus Poirier. That's gonna be a fucking banger of a look. That whole card is fucking dope. Um, let's see. Can I? Let's see. We'll give you a little preview. Of what's the co-main event? I I told you. I'm pretty sure um, Dominic Cruz is fighting. Pedro Munhouse on that fight, on that card. Let's see. Yeah, this is going to be a dope fight. Okay, so we got Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. Pena's getting that ass eight. Jeff Neal versus Santiago Ponzanibio. The Pons. That's a fucking banger. Kai Kara France versus Cody Garbrandt. Banger. Uh, Julian Halion Paiva versus Sean, Sean, Sugar Sean O'Malley. That'll be a tough fight. Paiva's, you know, a, a tough little dude. 
uh, Josh Emmett versus Dan Ige. Those dudes are going to throw some fucking grenades at each other. Pedro Munoz versus uh, Dominic Cruz. Like I said, Augusto Sakai versus Tai Tuivasa. Somebody's getting knocked the fuck out. Uh, Jordan Wright versus Bruno Silva. Another fucking banger. Underdog banner, Andre Munoz, uh, Miranda, that's pretty much it, right? Uh, you got Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner. Alex Perez versus Matt Schell. This is going to be a dope-ass card. This is a dope-ass card. Randy Costa's fighting on this card, yeah, for sure. So we'll get into that. i got to break that one down for you guys next fucking week. Um, so the Cowboys are off until we play the, uh, the football team um, a week from tomorrow. So... Uh, what else do we got? What else? We got a lot of fuckery been going on. Fucking, listen, I gotta get, I gotta get Batista back on here. We gotta get up, uh, we gotta hit y'all up upside the head with some truth nuggets. Uh, cause a lot, a lot of fuckery been going on lately. They, you know, in the world and, and we're gonna have to address some of this shit. Put you motherfuckers on game. Uh, but fuck it. I'm, I'm gassed right now. You know, I, I went hard. I went hard. It's been a while since I've been able to get on the cast. It's, it's been tough, but, uh, you know, uh, l- little, uh, triple champ, little female champ. Um, she, she's, you know, she's been, a, she's been a pain in the ass. I ain't gonna lie. I know the homie Gabby over there. Uh, he just had a, a, a young little whippersnapper born just a couple weeks ago. So he's in the thick of it, too. I'm, I'm kind of hopefully, hopefully at the light at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, it's been rough with this little one. She's been screaming and crying all the time. But, you know, just in the last couple of days, she showed some, uh, some signs of improvement. So um, it's, it's been rough, you know. Um, but I get on here. I hop on here. Uh, whenever I get a chance, old lady took the, the kids down to her parents' house today. So I said, yoink, I'm jumping on the fucking cast. And that's how it works. Don't ever think you won't see me. I'm all, I will always be here, homies. This is what I do, motherfuckers. Anyways, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Hank. This is episode number 145. We're coming up on 150, a buck 50. And then it's on to 200. Best believe it's on to 200. I'm going to get this. This is the New Year's resolution. I'm going to get this shit on video. We're going to start doing this shit on video. I'm going to start posting this shit on, on YouTube. So we're going to have a visual so you can see how I really fucks. You want to see me in the chonies and murder champs? You want to see the chonies and murder champs busted out? Is that what you want to see? You want to see it? You're going to get it. You're going to get the chonies and motherfucking murder champs. That's what's going to happen. You're going to see that shit live. We can stream it live. We're gonna, that's what we're going to take. We're going to take this shit. We're going to finally take the next step. I just got to get a decent camera. I got a pretty good little setup downstairs. That I think I'll be able to uh, uh, figure some shit out. Um, just got to get the little ones on board. So I'll be able to fucking do that without them jumping all up in the mix. Trying to get up all in the videos with the shiny suits and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't need the quadruple champ and the triple champ getting up all up in the videos like that. You know what I mean? But anyways... Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Hank, episode number 145, Whiskey Sick Podcast, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Hank, away we go, it's time to trip, trip now, I step, step round, I rep, rep, clown, king of my sandbox, I won't step down, yep, yep, how you think I got up in this big wheel, I traded ball to Gavin, Newport Park, Mall State, city champion, 
No pity, fancy, they can never catch another nap again When I bust out my life bright Super soldiers, nerf guns, bringing some to night fights Etch just catch a mic right A rhyme or two today, I remind you to stay Away from Stacy down the street, she's playing hanky Take a peek, the view master never lies You best to recognize the truth is I seven ties forever Sega now Nintendo take a bow To better days, I wish you well with seven spades In the mail, I'm feeling like a boss Cone on my shots, but none are going in Another game of horse, I lost the offer to the same Odds as long as you include your pockets Roll the blade, your hockey stick, you got your pocket picture Bitches, mine's just a nine, I'm almost ten I'm falling in, pairing Nike pumps I met her likely once, before she spun the wheel And landed hands on blue, two knees on green You freeze, I lean, I land my hands on you Tagging bit, no tagging back, you bitch I got the cooties once and that's enough for me I'm packing up my fanny pack and moving on Choose a song, two dog boys, a Cadillac See my soldiers catching flat, take my pick and pass them back I call dibs and that's the last G.I. Joe, that's even that Please, I hope I don't regret, you're moving on I'm going back, we're going back, we're going back Where you been is where I'm from, I give a fucking way at Watch the step, we're going back, we're going back The streets around me used to walk, chest behind but never thought I'd watch the step, we're going back Now I'm stepping to you and I, and I Bet the slapping on your wrist, I bet you'll ask that's the bitch you're using Why you why I'm God, why would you see this? As a chance to rock with me, I'm taxing all your properties And then I call collect, what you hang up, write your name up on the fucking board The aftermath of math class, I divided all the hoes Subtract to Kathy, added Mandy, multiply my growls Income sitting on a swing, dipping, shitting on a huffy Must be something in the air tonight, we chose a day I lied, I couldn't bear the truth It wasn't fair, I barely knew that pay less shoes Look like knockoffs, got my rocks off, you can't say I'm not stuttering like a fool Now, Uncle Phil just kicked me out and ain't no turning back and Then back around and round again Back and forth, it's bound to end like last this episode Tag one sticking out, was hungry once we used to see The days of our lives go like this, show a trick or treat She's seen a thousand times, more those won't have Jordash jeans With sewn on patches at the knees for reasons we all know And knowing's half the battle, saddled up, it's time to ride And die like we have 50 lives, give me five, that's all I need A power up and an hour up, time to step going back We're going back, where you been is where I'm from I give a fucking way at, watch the step, we're going back Sorry, miss, I gotta go. I'm on the honor bro, I might have stole your heart, but I don't like the boast. Sorry, miss, I gotta go. I'm on the honor bro, I might have stole your heart, but I don't like the boast. Gotta reset, reset now. Save that season, please sit down, not asking you again. I'll fashion you a trend and ask you so bad that you ain't asking me again. To be the bears when I'm the raiders, hey, just get your hands up high. Take a seat if you can't stand to see me fly. See me now, I'm reaching out, I'll take the lead. Take you back, back to where you used to be. A better place, no better day to shake your hand. Guess you'll see we're all the same. I'll take you back. Watch the step, we're going back. We're going back. Where you been is where I'm from. I give a fucking way at. Watch the step, we're going back. We're going back. The streets around me used to walk. Check behind, but never thought of And there you have it.